The Twins lose the series opener to Cleveland. Kind of a heart wrencher, even though this game felt like it was over early. We're going to break this whole thing down and look forward to the rest of the series on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. It is late, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, September 10th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. Been hosting this podcast for three seasons, been writing at Twins Daily for four seasons, and it was another one run loss to the Cleveland Guardians Friday night for the Twins. They are now in third place because the White Sox came all the way back in the ninth in a three run deficit. With one out in the ninth, came all the way back and won that game 5-3 to three at the Coliseum in Oakland. So the Twins are two and a half games back of Cleveland and in third place in the American League Central. This game started with uh, Dylan Bundy not being good, not having his command. And I've said this about Bundy throughout the year, and I will say he's been decent you know, for, for a handful of starts now. He's been decent, and when I say decent, it's all relative. He gives the Twins a chance to win a decent amount of the time. But when he's bad, he is really bad. The thing with Bundy is because his stuff is so light, his fastball at 88-90, the sliders in the upper 70s, you know, he doesn't have – his stuff is not it's, – it's barely major league caliber stuff, if we're going to be honest. And I don't think that means he can't be an effective pitcher from time to time, like an effective starting pitcher, an effective number five starter. And, you know, for a lot of the year, he's been that for the Twins – but when he's not commanding the ball even fairly well, like even if he has middling command, he gets destroyed. He has to be, his command has to be in the very good category. If you had a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the best command he's ever had in his life and 0 being no command at all, he needs to be at an 8. He needs to be at an eight. Otherwise, he gets popped one through seven, zero through seven. Absolutely popped. Certain guys with good stuff, even Sonny Gray. If Sonny Gray doesn't have his best command, he didn't in that Toronto start at home. He walked five, but he pitched five scoreless innings because his stuff is so much better. And he doesn't have elite stuff by any means, but he has major league caliber stuff like in a playoff rotation type of stuff. And Bundy just doesn't have it. And what we've seen from him, before tonight, over his last handful of starts, is he's had pretty good command. Like he's been in in the seven to eight range with his command. But you're gonna look at Dylan Bundy's numbers tomorrow, and he's a, a replacement level pitcher for the Twins this year because his good starts are short, and his good starts are often sandwiched between a brutal, a brutal start. His last seven starts coming into tonight, 34 innings, seven starts a 265 ERA opponent batting average at 213. So he's legitimately given the Twins a chance to win in a lot of these games and like I felt bad for him getting booed at Target Field because it's this is not a Matt Shoemaker Jay Happ situation where they legitimately destroyed the Twins chances of winning every time they took the mound. Bundy did that tonight. He was bad, don't get me wrong. He did that tonight. 
But his last seven starts, and like for much of the year, he's been at least healthy. Like you can give him that; he's been healthy. His stuff is not where it needs to be, and I, I don't think he'll be on the team next year. I don't think he should be on the team next year. When they signed him, I wasn't super excited about it because he had a six plus ERA last year, and it also goes back to people being very upset that the Twins pull him after five innings in some of his starts. And I will say some of the times they should probably leave him in there for a third time through the order. But this is why they do that. This is why they do that. Because he is so susceptible to getting destroyed. And when he's not putting his best command forward in a start, these things happen. And that's what happened tonight. He didn't give the Twins a chance to win. They've gotten starts that have given them a chance to win a fair amount. I would say at least since a a very poor August or July of starting pitching, you know, at the end of July, they went to San Diego and Joe Ryan got crushed. That's an example of not even giving your team a chance to win, but the twins did almost come back in this game and they lost seven to six. They were down seven to nothing. There are some things we can take away tonight that should help the twins the rest of this series, but going down seven, nothing, giving up seven runs that, the one probability is like 98% at that point. It takes a miracle to come back. They were talking about on the Apple TV broadcast. It would have been the first time since I think 2000. That was the year I was born. That was the the last time the twins erased a seven run deficit. I believe that's what I heard on Apple TV. And now I'm hosting a twins podcast in 2022. That tells you how hard it is to come back from a seven run deficit. And the twins were down seven to nothing tonight. That game was essentially over. And then they got the tying run on second base in the eighth inning and, and needed just a bloop single to score that run. And they couldn't get it from Nick Gordon. Carlos Correa is unconscious right now, and I, you know I'm glad that he's really turned it on at a time when I'm pushing for the Twins to uh, to make him a a franchise record breaking deal. And a lot of people have said to me in my comments in on Twitter, "Hey, wh- why do you think this dude is worth 250, 300 million? There's no way he's worth that money. The Twins should let him go. He's not worth it. He's not worth it." This is why. This is what he does. Like this is who he is. And I know we haven't gotten to see it with runners in scoring position for much of the year but Carlos Correa in his last 25 games entering tonight he had another great game tonight hitting 297 395 on base slugging 517 911 OPS and when I said if the twins are going to win this division they're going to need Carlos Correa to step up in place of Byron Buxton he's doing his job he hits a big two-run homer tonight drove in a couple runs on a base hit to right he was he was the man and he's been the man now for a long stretch for this team he won that game for them on Thursday night in New York, gave them the lead and won that game. And you look at not just the last 25, the last 14 games now, he has five home runs, three doubles. He's driven in a bunch of runs, you know, on par with his games played. And he's at 13 runs driven in. He's he's turned it on in a huge way, and he's doing his job. But the problem is this lineup, when you look at the lineup in the bottom four in the lineup, it's just so hard when all these high-pressure at-bats are going on Gary Sanchez. So, so many at-bats where they need a hit. They need somebody to get on. It's Gary Sanchez at the plate. Uh, what are some things that happened tonight that Twins can can carry forward for the rest of the series and as they look forward for the American League Central race? Let's get to that after this word from Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once the process is approved, 
you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it, and we've got a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Twins did a couple things tonight they can carry forward or that will help them in the rest of the series. First of all, they were down seven to nothing and they forced the Guardians to use their three highest leverage relievers in Trevor Steffen, James Karinchek, and in Emmanuel Classe. Karinchek threw a bunch of pitches. Class A, not so much, but that was uh, that was potentially significant that they they forced the guards to to use those three guys. It definitely is notable after the Twins were down seven to nothing, and within that, usually when a team uses their highest leverage relievers in a game, you use some of yours as well because the game is usually close in that case. But this was a unique cir- circumstance. Rocco didn't use anybody that was high leverage tonight he didn't use Duran he didn't use Lopez he didn't use Fulmer he didn't use Jax he didn't use Thielbar he didn't use any of those guys tonight because the twins trailed the entire game they got within one run he went to Giovanni Moran in the ninth uh in in relief of Aaron Sanchez who was good who was good for Dylan Bundy so they didn't uh they didn't use anybody tonight and now they have the bullpen advantage it's only two games if this was a four game series that would be more significant or if this was the five game series that they'll have in Cleveland next week this would be more significant but i think it's notable after how this game started that the twins were able to get into the bullpen a little bit nobody wants to hear that right now they just want wins and if the twins don't start winning these games they will get buried and the season will be over they they need to win five of eight from Cleveland, and now they're 0-1, so they have to win five of the next seven matchups. It just seems like a tall task for this team right now, given what we know and, and what we see in the lineup on a daily basis. It's just not enough, but they did score six runs. They showed that it's possible. I still think the top of the lineup, when it goes, Arise, Correa, who's so dialed in right now, Miranda, and then Nick Gordon and even Gio at five. If you go one through five right there, Gio had another nice night tonight, bat at bat in the ninth. But you go one through five, they showed you like they're they're able to score runs and score runs against good relievers. Karinchek hadn't allowed a run in 20 plus innings. And I think Rocco did shake him up a little bit on the mound, asking the umpires to check his hair. I love that because I've been watching Karinchek and I'm like, man, there's got to be something in his hair. But it looks like there wasn't either way. I think it it shook up uh, James Karinchek. They showed tonight that they're they're able to score runs against a pretty good starter in Cal Quantrill and against a good bullpen. And you know, De Los Santos is good as well. And they scored runs on that Cleveland bullpen. They have enough at the top. The problem is you're relying so much on those guys. And as soon as you get to the bottom of the lineup and you're at Celestino, Cave, Leon, and Sanchez. It's just really hard to manufacture runs because there's the power down there as well as lacking. Like Gary has big time power, but he's not he's not producing at a high level with that power. Leon is not going to do anything in the power department. Selly's not going to do anything. Cave from time to time can get into one, but it's it's a, a far cry from when the bottom of the lineup was like Miranda hitting sixth, Nick Gordon hitting seventh, 
And then, yeah, you had Ryan Jeffers hitting eighth. You had legitimate power at the bottom of the lineup and, and guys who can get into it. Instead, you're just trying to string together singles. They're trying to string together rallies and just flip the lineup over. They were able to do it tonight. And Correa came through. Louie came through. And Miranda came through with a double there at the end. I thought he got that. I thought he had tied the game in the eighth. They're, they're able to execute that plan. But doing that over and over and over, it's it's not sustainable. And it shouldn't be because they're missing they're missing a lot of guys in this lineup. And it's not an excuse for how they've played for months because they had a lot of those guys. They had Polo. They had Buxton. They had Kirilov for a, a period as well. It's not an excuse. But right now, I'm saying my confidence level in the lineup is low because of the bottom half of it and the bottom half of it having very little power production. They still showed they could score six runs and score six runs against one of the the best bullpens in baseball. And they have gotten to Tristan McKenzie before. They Carlos Correa hit two home runs off Tristan McKenzie the last time these two teams played at Target Field. So I'm hopeful that they're able to get to McKenzie in this game. That series at Target Field was that was tough. That was a t- that was that was a tough series at Target Field when the uh, the Twins blew a couple games and, and had an opportunity, but. Four and a third for McKenzie in his start. He gave up nine hits, six earned runs, three home runs to the Twins. Correa had two. Kepler had one. He pinch hit tonight. Maybe he's back in the lineup against McKenzie. Hopefully, just to lengthen it out a little bit. I know Max has had a terrible year, but I'm not asking for much here. You know, I'm just asking for somebody who can lengthen out the lineup a little bit. And um, they did get to McKenzie last time. So let's preview that matchup. Chris Archer and Tristan McKenzie, what to expect Saturday. And then we'll look ahead to Sunday and what the Twins are going to do with that start on Sunday against Shane Bieber after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source this football season. All your pro and college football betting needs and sports info at betonline.net. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, the MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. It's not just football, though. The MLB playoffs are coming up. MMA, boxing, golf, whatever you need. BetOnline is where the game starts. Saturday, Tristan McKenzie, Chris Archer. Arch is going to give you four or five, and you hope he doesn't explode like Bundy did. Um He's going to give you four or five, and this is where Rocco Baldelli not having to use his high level. You wanted the Twins to win that game. I would have preferred they used their high leverage relievers and won that game at the end. Uh, you know, the game had gone differently, but because he didn't, it puts him in a much better spot on Saturday because they have an off day on Monday. Everybody got a breather Saturday in the high leverage group, and if you if Archer only can go four or five. You feel like you can make up those innings decently well because everyone should be available. It was essentially an off day for everybody but Giovanni Moran in the bullpen, which is a good thing for the Twins because they'll need the bullpen. They'll need it for Archer and Sunday, their TBD. It was going to be Aaron Sanchez. He was lined up, but they used him in long relief today. I, I don't think they had the plan 
to use Sanchez because Baldelli said, yeah, we have a plan for it. Maybe it changed when this game got out of hand and they needed Sanchez to eat some innings for them, but they could have gone to Giovanni in the middle innings as well to eat some and and then figure it out on the back end with Pagan. Like Pagan's not going to pitch in this series, hopefully, unless the Twins are up by 50 runs. That I don't know what they're going to do Sunday. It's possible Bailey Ober, who is supposed to start for the Saints, makes that start. It's possible Josh Winder is scratched from his Saturday Saints start, and he makes that start for the Twins. It's possible Randy Domnak is piggybacking with one of those two guys. A lot of different things are possible here. They have some options. Those that I just mentioned, those are some options. Louis Varlin can't pitch because he pitched Wednesday. Joe Ryan pitched uh, in Wednesday's nightcap, and the doubleheader kind of hurt them in that way. So... They can't use Louie. They can't use Joe. It would be Joe on short rest. We'll see who they go to on Sunday. My guess is going to be Josh Winder makes that start because I don't think they want to push over after what just happened with Tyler Malley. Like that would be a disastrous situation if you pushed over out there and he pulled his groin again in that start on Sunday and then you got to pull him out of the game. That's uh, that's a scary, scary thing to think about. But that could also be the case with Josh Winder in his shoulder. But he's made a couple more appearances at AAA, and, and Ober's only made a couple at Low A in Fort Myers. And they, I think they want to see him in St. Paul before he joins the Twins again. We'll see what they do on Sunday. That's Shane Bieber. That's why this hurts. You know, now they're going to have to beat some good starters. I mean, McKenzie's been outside of facing the Twins very good this year. He's been he's been excellent for them in that rotation. Three wins above replacement. ERA at 3.18, ERA plus at 120 is 20% better than league average. And then we all know Shane Bieber has been awesome, especially recently. The velocity is not the same, but he's got a 2.96 ERA. He's having a very, very good season for Cleveland, and he's going to give them a chance to win almost every time out. It's an uphill battle for the Twins at this point. They're in third place. Uh, they lost this opener to Cleveland. The White Sox are super hot. They've won eight out of their last 11. And Cleveland's, they're just kind of, Staying in first. They're not they're not collapsing. They're winning games. They're getting big hits. They're making some good starts. And, you know, the offense for them coming into tonight, I was gonna tweet about this. I'm really glad I didn't because I would have looked like a fool. They're slugging like two ninety five over their last twenty or so games. Something crazy like that. They're not they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And then they face the twins and Oscar Gonzalez goes deep twice. Austin Hedges goes deep in this game. It hasn't gone the Twins' way. It hasn't gone the Twins' way, uh, even when they face teams. So Cleveland actually, that was a low ball. I apologize. Cleveland, over their last 21 games, slugging 329 with a 292 on base percentage, entering that game on Friday night. Uh, and that those numbers will go up because they hit the ball really well on Friday night. But this is a team that hasn't really hit. In September, entering Friday night, they are 2-5 and five and slugging 283 with a 586 OPS. But as soon as they get to target field, they score a seven spot. They score a tutty on the Twins. That's how it's gone, kind of gone in the second half for the Twins. I didn't um, I didn't foresee this happening Friday, but it did, and now the pressure's on. And it is an uphill battle. It's been an uphill battle. As soon as they lost first place, it's an uphill battle. For Cleveland, they just got to take care of business. Like They can split with the Twins, take care of the Royals, the rest of their schedule, and they'll be just fine. They'll win the division most likely. Or the White Sox will win the division if they keep winning and winning and winning. And the Twins will be left in the dust in third place. And unless they flip the tie, they, they can't just show up for one game or show up for one inning and and play well. And then the next day they're, they're gone. They disappear again. They need to consistently play well or else it's going to be over. And every single time 
I'm sitting on this podcast and they've lost a game. They they had chances to win or they exploded in a game in a key game. Those add up. And after after time and after those happen over and over and over again, it's just going to be over. It's going to be over. It's September 10th. You know, it's September 10th and they're still not they're not playing their best baseball. And that's kind of been the calling cry for me and for them too. Hey, we haven't played our best baseball yet. We haven't played our best baseball yet. They're really hurt. Like, don't get me wrong. They're really hurt. And it's hard to play your best baseball when you don't have your guys. And and I understand that. But that that's just that's gonna be the motto of the season. We we still haven't we feel we feel like we still haven't hit our stride. We still haven't hit our stride. Are you ever gonna hit your stride? Are you ever gonna hit your stride beyond mid-May? Because that was their stride. They won 14 of 17. And since then, it's been a slow bleed. It's been a, a slow death for the Twins in the American League Central. They're two and a half games out. If they win Saturday, they're a game and a half out. If they find a way to beat Bieber on Sunday after that, they're a half game out in the Central. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the White Sox do. It might be the Sox might jump Cleveland in that case, but they they won't be in a in a bad spot if they find a way to win this series. It's just the confidence level in them doing that it wanes with every game they lose and every close game they lose because it feels like these games, like the one tonight, so many times the opponent has come back to beat the Twins. Like the Twins go up big and Cleveland or who are the Yankees or whoever, they erase that deficit. And I know seven runs is a lot, but it just feels like if the if the script was flipped, the other team would have come back and, and beat the Twins tonight. That's just how it's gone for them this year and how it's gone in the second half. Um, Cleveland's a pesky team. They're tough. They've played really tough at target field. They have good young hitters. You know, Oscar Gonzalez reminds me a lot of Aloy Jimenez. Very much so. Aloy hit a homer tonight. Oscar hit two. Not good for uh, the Twins in the American League Central. Uh, They're tough. I mean, they're tough. And they play the Twins really tough. They've played the Twins tough all year long. And the Twins will have to show up and take advantage on Saturday and try to flip the script and, and find a way to win this series or else uh, it is going to be basically life support for them. I know I've said that a lot recently. It will be life support if they don't find a way to win this series. And because they need to win five out of eight, they need to win five out of eight. That's just, uh, it's almost a requirement at this point to win five out of eight. Now they have to win five out of seven because they lost game one. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back Sunday night. If you want post games, we'll be post casting Sunday after the game on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. I'll be at the game Saturday night at Target Field. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Go Twins.